Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Warriors This Week continues on 95.7 The Game. Hour number two, John Dickinson, Dan Devone. 888-957-9570. Warriors have lost five in a row from 6-2 and two to 6-7. and seven. They're still looking for a win on this homestand. 0-4 overall. Losses to Cleveland, Minnesota twice, and Oklahoma City. They'll get another crack at the Thunder tonight. That's uh, 4.30 for Warriors Live from Chase Center as the Warriors take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Again, 5.30 the tip here on 95.7 the game, and then the Warriors take on the Rockets on Monday before going to Phoenix the night before Thanksgiving back at Chase for the Spurs a week from last night, uh, the night after Thanksgiving. A lot to get into. Spent a good chunk of the first hour of the program talking about Stephen Curry's injury and what's going on with Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins. Jonathan Kaminga, always a, a hot topic on this show. Where do the Warriors go from here? I think first and foremost, it's got to be Steph Curry coming back and, and being able to have everything else fall in line. We didn't, though, Dan, in, in the first hour, and should let everybody know also coming up in about an hour from now, we're going to roll back an interview from last night, if you missed it, Steve Kerr, his weekly conversation with Willard and Dibbs here at 95.7 The Game. Terrific conversation, insightful about all of the things that we're talking about in the first hour and also some of the things we're going to get into here as it relates to to Draymond Green. But we didn't talk a lot about Draymond in in hour number one, uh, but we'll get into it here. Uh, For me, it's... And and the suspension and the incident with Rudy Gobert and, and all of it, for me... It's very similar to the conversation we were having about the big three plus Andrew Wiggins in, in the first hour. It's they're all connected. You you if you want Clay Thompson back, which the Warriors did, then you're going to deal with ups and downs, and and some of the games. You know, if you want Andrew Wiggins back, you're trusting that he's going to be a more consistent player than than he was last year and be available, but. If you want Draymond Green back and the Warriors re-sign Draymond Green to that that four-year deal, uh, this is you're signing up for it. And so, like I don't view Draymond Dan as well. He's got to change, and damn it, <laughs> and they gotta you know they gotta have a talk with him. And and look, yeah, you can do all those things, and I'm sure Steve Kerr has, and and he'll get into it when we re-rack that interview here at, at 11 o'clock on 95.7 The Game. But but to me, it's a matter of you just, hey, this is what you signed up for. This is what you got. You take the good with the bad. And the Warriors told you in the summer that they're good with it. They think they still believe that the good outweighs the bad. And I don't think that the incident with Rudy Gobert was some you know catastrophic transgression. Uh, I, I know, you know Steve Kerr spoke to the optics of it, and, and I know you saw it and everybody saw it. I mean, when you when you freeze frame the video and Draymond's got Gobert in a headlock, it is a bad look. And it is, it is a look that that the NBA doesn't want to have, especially given the, the history surrounding you know, Draymond Green, both with the officials and, and, and altercations with, with other players. But all that being said, you know, yeah, reputation suspension for Draymond a little bit, sure. Well, but 
you know what? That's that's part of the deal at this point. Like he he's going to get suspended five games for things that might get another player one or two. Because and look, Joe Dumars hasn't exactly hidden this. The guy handing out the punishment in the NBA office. I mean, really, the suspension this week and the suspension in the playoffs against the Kings. They've gone out of their way to say, look, man, every time you do something now, you're getting penalized more because we're taking into account the fact that there's prior incidents here. So that you're signing up for if you're the Warriors. So, again, I don't mean to be blasé or hey, ho-hum. It, you know, it, it is what it is kind of a thing, but this is part of it. it like Draymond ain't changing. No. And he said he's not changing. And to be honest, you really don't want him to change. But – when you miss five games, when Steph Curry's already out, you're you're legitimately putting your your team in a in a tough spot. This is who he is, and we know this. How many people do you know that change at the age of thirty three, thirty four? And if you are, and I'm talking about this isn't this goes beyond basketball. I mean, you can meditate, get introspective, see a therapist uh, multiple times a week, or maybe the. It's the old line out of Seinfeld when he's talking to George. Not only do you see you need to see a therapist, you got to go to Europe and see one of those therapists around the clock if you really want to make changes. And I, this idea we had a talking to that he's you know he needs to sit down. We have to find out what's going on with him. Yeah, he'll he'll tone it down for a month, maybe two months. I don't know, maybe it's a week, but eventually he will be Draymond Green. And I think everybody in the building knows this. And you're right. When you extend him to the contract, you sat there and you said, okay, well, why are we going to do this? The reason is, is because he still has physical value to the Golden State Warriors. That's how you justify any contract. And you weigh in, okay, well, he's going to be Draymond. We understand that. And he's always been the backbone, if you will, or the personality of this team as far as being that guy who's got everybody's back. He's an integral part of their success. Now, everybody outside of the Bay Area and even people within this market, you know, he, he's polarizing and divides the room. I get it. But Draymond ain't changing. Very few people in my life, in my experiences, change after the age of, you know, 10 or 11. You are basically who you are. Now, you can mask it, but to do whatever it's rage or how it manifests itself, this is who he is. Listen, if he wasn't going to change after decking his own teammate a year ago and all the drama that that created and he had that long press conference, I'm going to take time out. I need to, you know, I need to deal with some stuff. And you're like, wow, this is, this is a different, this is going to be a different dude. No! A couple of months later, he's going WWE on Sabonis. So, just deal with it, Warriors fans. This is who the guy is. And if you put hands on one of his teammates, especially if it's Steph or Clay, then I don't care if you're the Eiffel Tower or Stifle Tower. You're going to deal with my wrath. That's who he is. And quite frankly, I had very little issue with it and what took place the other night. Yeah, again, I, I didn't have an issue with it initially, but what it turned into is something that, that obviously puts the Warriors in a in a lesser position as far as winning basketball games here moving forward, and, and that's what it's all about. That being said, I don't really know what could have been done differently other than you, know, you grab Rudy Gobert around the shoulders and you pull him back. And, you know, I think we're probably having a different conversation. I, I think a lot of this is about the optics. A lot of this is about the, the, the freeze frame of the video that, that you know, look, looked like Draymond was trying to choke Rudy Gobert out, f- frankly. You, you know, and, and, and the league not wanting that, you know, kind of a, an image uh, in, its, in its game you know, from, from its players. And so uh, I think that's, that's where the initial – baseline of a couple of games suspension comes from him, and then you tack on a couple of games based on the fact that it's a guy who's already been suspended for, for numerous different things, and and here we are. So, you know, does Draymond have to tone it down, be better, all those things? I mean, yeah, you're right. He, he'll, he'll stay. The irony is he's. I think he's more under control now than he's ever been. Like, I think he knows now when he loses it. I think you know that was sort of a new situation in the game on Tuesday night where I think, yeah, his instinct was a good instinct, which is to come to the aid of another player that was being threatened you know, on his team by uh, Rudy Gobert. And it's like, no, we're not, we're not having that. So I, I think the instinct is, is good in the context of team, but 
it, it can't turn into what it turned into, especially for him. Otherwise, he's going to miss a, a week and a half worth of, worth of action, and that, that doesn't help anybody. Uh, 888-957-9570. Let's get to the phones. Uh, Father Time in Napa gets us rolling here in hour number two at 95.7 The Game. Hey, Father Time. Good morning. Good rainy morning up in Napa. Hey, I, I want to say, first of all, I appreciate your show just for the nuance, you know. You're not just screaming at uh, people. Um, so thank you for that. So many Warriors things. Um, I guess the, the second part is, who would not trade? Is there anybody out there that would trade four championships for a little drama? No, of course not. But the way this is kind of winding down, and I think there's like it'd be you'd be foolish to think that this was on the upscale. We are winding this down is frustrating because these are people we love, right? Um, it's Thanksgiving soon, and you're going to go to your Thanksgiving. There's going to be that one member of your family. In my family, it's two members. <laughs> it might go a little sideways, and I'm like, do I really want that? I'm I'm 50 plus, you know. And you're right, uh, you know, Dan. It, things don't change; they are who they are. So I want to hit Draymond last. You know, this Steph Curry is the sun. Everything revolves around him. When the sun isn't shining, don't be surprised when things don't go well. Right? That's just fact. Uh, he's a, obviously one of the greatest pound for pound, probably the greatest pound for pound, probably the greatest of all time. I just think when, you know, father time, well, when age comes, it's hard for, you know, for Clay. On the Kaminga side, dude didn't play high school basketball, didn't play college basketball, you know. We played more basketball than he has. Um, I think he's just fine. He's going to come along, but we can't expect these, these uh, young men to come in to the league and just destroy. I mean, he's got a lot to learn, but he is undoubtedly a talent. I know you guys mentioned um, – needing that 18, you know, 16 to 20 point scorer. Well, he's in Washington and you can say what he, what you want about his personality or anything else. But when you slug a guy with that potential in the face and then you ship him, you send a message. If they had done what the Warriors say they do, which is develop, find players, develop them, take care of them. We'd have been in better shape. Lastly, this is kind of a diatribe. Uh, I've been saying this for a couple of years. Draymond Green is a cancer and you can live with cancer for a long time and you can do, you know, you can have a, a life with cancer. But imagine your sales team or your colleagues at work. And I know the NBA, I know professional sports is not real life. But, you know, he's Steph's guy. And Steph has every right to say, that's my guy. I'm going down with my guy, my guys. But this ship is going down with that guy. And you just have to accept that. And that's where it is. If you'd have traded Draymond two years ago, maybe you'd have that score. Maybe you'd have a defender. But we don't. We got Draymond Green. And Thanksgiving's going to be a little chaotic. That's what I have to say. Take it easy, guys. Great call. Good, good, great call, Father Time. Appreciate you checking in uh, out in Napa. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Appreciate the phone call there. And uh, again, a, a good one on on all fronts. I mean, this is. I don't know about trading Draymond two years ago. I'm, I'm I, you know, literally, you, know, you just won an NBA championship at that point, but. It, I mean, the Warriors are getting what they signed up for, and, and I, I think the Steph Curry component is, is, is key because so often when things go awry for the Warriors, the conversation among the fan base stand shifts to, well, they're not doing right by Steph Curry. They're, not, they're, they're wasting Steph, who's still playing at this all-time great level. And, you know, I always kind of push back on that, and, and, I, and I think, well, they've won four NBA championships with him. Should it be seven? And, 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 and maybe there's some Warrior fans out there that say, well, yeah, it should be. They should have won 16. They should have won 19 and, you know, th- this or that. They would have had a better shot last year if, if this or that or the other. But the reality is, and, and Father Time hit on it, Steph Curry wants to ride it out with Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. And and that's part like there isn't this, you know, management's going to go to Steph Curry and say, "Hey, dude," and and maybe it happens at, at some point down the line, but it wasn't going to happen last year, and it wasn't going to happen two years ago or even three years ago. But there's this notion of, you know, like like Joe Lacob or or Bob Myers when he was the guy, and now Mike Dunleavy Jr. going to go to Steph and be like, "Hey, man, you're awesome." We got to build it a different way around you to try and contend. Like, because I think they know that they're not going to get good enough players back at this point 
to where they trust the fit to the point where it's like you're going to you're going to be a championship contender like they could make those moves and do it a different way and then you're a different version of the same i think they're holding on to the guys that they have because one they believe in them two Steph believes in them and they feel that the guys they have still give them a better chance even if it's not a great chance but a better chance to contend for and maybe win a fifth championship than if you go shuttle it around and you get a couple other middling players on other rosters who've never done squat in their careers and say, well, we're going to run it back and win a title. Like, we see teams do that all the time, and they get farther away from being able to win a championship. I mean, there are plenty of teams that have done that after a few years. So, you know, I get where the Warriors are coming from and wanting to ride it out until the wheels come off, but we should not forget that Steph Curry is committed to those those two players in in Clay Thompson and, and Draymond Green at, at a level that you know I don't think anybody's going to go in with him as the franchise player and say look dude you want this we're doing that we talked about identity and it's not easy to find see the Los Angeles Clippers you don't just simply assemble pieces from other teams and think you have an all-star cast and that you're going to win NBA championships. What the Golden State Warriors have built is so rare. And Steph recognizes it, right? He recognizes the sixth sense and the connective tissue with those guys on the floor. They have one of the most unique identities in the history of the game. And I would also, I hear a lot of this when people insinuate, well, listen, Draymond isn't going anywhere because Steph doesn't want him to go anywhere. There may be some truth to that, but also... What you can't dismiss is, again, that Draymond Green is still a valuable asset to what this team is doing on the court. And his basketball IQ, I would put it up against anybody in the NBA, maybe in the history of the sport. This dude is seeing two steps ahead. He is still a high value to what it is that the Golden State Warriors are doing. That, and that primarily is why he got that contract extension. Because at the end of the day, man, you just have to make things make sense when you're a GM and you're making business decisions that, okay, we'll give him the, the 100 mil. We know that we're going to deal with some suspensions, but can he still be a contributor to your team? Let's not overlook what he means physically to the success when they're doing well, that being the Golden State Warriors and Draymond Green. Let's go to Vinny in San Francisco next. 888-957-9570. Hey, Vinny, you're on Warriors this week. Hey, hi. Uh, they... The, the Warriors can't win a championship without Draymond Green. And the other championships they had four, he was a big part of it. He's, he's, he's a negative, man. I mean, he's really hurting this team. Look at, look at they lost two games in a row already because he suspended five days. I believe when they had um, the cha- they could have won five championships when they played uh, LeBron James in the finals. They were up three games to one. And he kicked LeBron James in the nuts, man. And he got suspended. That cost him a championship. And that's like the 49ers losing a Super Bowl. And that's also like the 49ers losing three games in a row. He's, he hurts them, man. He's really hurting. And if your job, if you guys had problems at your job and you had a bad attitude, anger, anger your boss would send you to an anger management class. I can't understand why they don't send his ass to get some anger. He's got the worst issues. He's out of control, man. Thanks, Vinny. Appreciate it. I mean, he, Vinny said it, right? He helped, He he cost him one, and, and Draymond said that. He, he cost him 2016, and he did. He helped them win four. <laughs> he helped them win four. So if you don't want them around, then you'd have maybe none. Or one, or one, or you know, whatever. I I will say none at this point. So, you know, is, is he hurting him now specifically this week? Yes. Does he give him a chance if they can get the right? Because this is what it all boils down to, Dan. It boils down to the Warriors have to be good enough in the regular season to make the playoffs matter. Like, that's their whole, like, if you had to, just the nut, a nutshell of the season for the Warriors, it's be good enough in the regular season to where the playoffs matter. Because once you get in the playoffs, if you're healthy, I think they think they can make a run. Like, they can win a first-round series, and then you see who you're playing in the second round. And then if you're in a conference finals, it's championship experience against whoever, Denver or Phoenix or the Lakers or you know, whatever it is. They feel like they can still get to that point 
and be better than they were last year once they do. Now, maybe they're proven to be wrong on that because they're another year older and and some of these players that have been key components are, are not quite as good as they've been in prior years and they wind up getting bit and they lose you know at that point because of it but the goal is it's twofold it's make the playoffs matter by getting through the regular season and right now Draymond Green not being around is hurting them in the regular season Steph Curry not being available because he's hurt hurt is hurting you know Wiggins and Clay Thompson it's hurting them in the regular season and so you know all the talk about it's going to matter more and they're going to be more consistent and all of that. Like, I bought into it, and for the first eight games, it looked good. But at the first sign of adversity, this thing is looking like it's maybe falling apart, or at least if it's not falling apart, it's dipping back into last year, where, you know, this team just lingered two or three games above or below 500 all year until the end and then had to get it going, had to get it going to eke into the sixth seed, which gave him an opportunity to beat Sacramento, but that was that was going to be all they would be able to accomplish at the end of the day. We could do an entire show on the significance of the regular season as it relates to the NBA, because I'm with you. I think that part of the Golden State Warriors, especially when you're an older team, they're not sweating, yes, you'd like to beat Minnesota and and Cleveland, and you don't want to see Draymond suspended for five games. But early November is not what they're playing for. This is a team that has to be hitting their stride in the latter part of the season. And once you get into May or you get to the postseason, that's when the Golden State Warriors want to be at their optimal best. And you don't have to look any further. When I talk about the regular season, what's trending right now in the NBA, and the Los Angeles Lakers, (laughs) they're perfect. They're exhibit A of a team that right now is like, yeah, I'll talk to the media because we lost, we're not playing well. But I guarantee you that LeBron James isn't worried about basketball right now. And the Miami Heat making that run out of the East, where'd they come from? The Los Angeles Lakers? If I was to tell you this time a year ago the Lakers are going to the Western Conference Finals, you'd have me committed. So I, I just think that when you talk about the regular season and if we're to go big picture, the Golden State Warriors are looking to be playing their best basketball and being cohesive in the latter part of the season as opposed to putting an emphasis on it now. I think that's fair, but if we start having the conversation about, about well, just get to the sixth seed, and it's a long... Like, if we're starting to have the conversation about how long the season is and how they're going to figure it out eventually, and, and it's all about April... And like, if we start having that conversation while this team is lingering a couple of games above or below 500 all year, they're done. They're not winning any. Like, I'm going to say that flat out. If we're if we're having that conversation all year, and I and, and I don't feel like we're starting to have it yet because Warrior fans are so angry, and it's 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 pretty obvious that Steph not being around the last couple of games is 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 why they've looked so bad in, in the last couple of games. So I, I think we're not quite there yet, but the more the record drops the more it's going to start to be ah just get the 6 seed just get well you know what we saw how that looked last year you can win around against the right team but you're not winning the title if you're going to do that and so i i'm like i'm i'm going to push back on that hardcore this year as far as I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm not saying the Warriors, like, but no, they're going to have to get their asses in gear and be motivated when they have everybody. And I think that's the biggest disappointment to this point is the fact that when they were healthy and whole, they, you know, they didn't, they were healthy and whole for the first nine games. And now 13 games in, they're sick, they're under 500. So they've wasted the fact that they were healthy and, and whole for the most part through those first nine games. And that means at some point now they're going to have to have another, uh, you know, in my opinion, 10 and 3, you know, 11 and, you know, 10 and 5, 13 and, and you know, 6 kind of a stretch you know, over over a significant you know chunk of the season to push away from 500. All right, 888-957-9570. We're halfway through here on a Saturday morning with you until noon. We'll get to Scott and Berkeley coming back. More phone calls, more texts. Warriors this week, 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. All right, welcome back. It's John Dickinson and Dan Devone. It's Warriors This Week here on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. We're halfway through, but uh, open up the phone lines this segment as well. Uh, and We're going to hear from Steve Kerr coming up at the top of the 11 o'clock hour here on 95.7 The Game. Talking Draymond Green, talking Warriors at 6-7 and seven after the 6-2 and two start. And uh, you're going to want to hear what Steve Kerr had to say about Stephen Curry and his status for tonight's game as uh, the Warriors and the Thunder set to go at 5.30 here on 95.7 The Game. And uh, officially, Curry questionable for this one tonight as it is Game 5 of the six-game homestand. Warriors still looking for their first win. Let, let's get back to the phones, Dan. What do, you, what do you say? Sounds good. All right, let's do it. Let's go to Savala in Berkeley. Savala joining us here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Savala. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I'm a relatively new fan. Like, I started paying attention to the Warriors and the NBA maybe three years ago as I just became more disillusioned with football. And um, first, I just want to thank y'all for helping to educate me about the game, like the mechanics, the rules, the psychological aspects. I just really appreciate that from y'all. So thank you. Well, thank you. Um, and I guess I also kind of, I'm mostly thinking about Clay Thompson in this particular moment. Like, I appreciate that he is a championship player. He's an MVP type player, you know, Hall of Famer. Um, but I did not witness his supreme greatness on the court because I wasn't following the sport in that period of time. And on the one hand, I think that means like maybe I don't kind of give him the latitude that a lot of people think he's earned. Um, like maybe I don't appreciate him the way I should. But on the other hand, I feel like it gives me kind of fresh eyes and like I don't have the like nostalgia sleepy crust in my vision when I watch him play and it just seems like I don't know having missed that part of his career it seems so crystal clear to me that he is like a number two number three player and it's kind of frustrating and feels frankly like delusional and kind of absurd for years to hear people say oh we have faith that he's going to get hot you know it's like it reminds me of like a woman waiting by the phone for years for a man to call. It's like, it's not going to happen. Um, I just feel, yeah, my perspective as a new fan is like, it's so clear to me that his days as that supreme type of player are over. And it's frustrating, frankly, to hear people talk as if at any moment it could come back. So that's just my thoughts. Thanks, Savala. Great phone call. Appreciate it. Don't make that your last phone call here on here on ninety five seven. The game. Want to make sure we get that. Get, let let you know that here first and, and foremost. Uh, I, look, here's the deal. As far as I always put it, with with Clay, Dan, it's it the numbers, and I think this is the best way. Like like last year, he hit over 300 threes. He led the NBA in three-point makes. His shooting percentage was, I think, 41.5, which is excellent from three-point range. 
How he got there, though, told the story. And look, he's not anywhere close to that level to this point this season. But as you pointed out in the last hour, he was bad in October and the first half of November, really up until about Thanksgiving last year, and then snapped out of it and was incredible in December and and January in particular. might have been the best month of his entire career. So I I don't think it's going to be this bad. But at the same time, I think the best way to put it is the bad games are just wreckers. Like, you just can't – they're so bad. And so so he's going to have hot games, and it's going to average out in terms of the totality of the numbers to where Clay Thompson can, can stand up at the podium on media day and basically say, you know what, I think everybody made too much of my demise because you look at my numbers, and it's not about the – it's not about the overall numbers. Like, Clay's right when he says that about the overall numbers – it's the individual games. It's how many bad games did you have versus great games, and can you win when you have bad games? And the problem is the bad games are really, really bad, and they're, and they're so bad that the Warriors almost can't win ever when he plays at that level, especially without Steph Curry. And so therein lies the rub. Which is why I think st- stats oftentimes are misleading. Because you can look at his stat line and say, well, you could live with that. Clay had a good year. But to your point, is it a recipe to win? Because that's what we're here for at the end of the day. Can you win with the way he's playing and the ebb and flow and the lack of consistency? By the way, Savala, right on. Because I think fresh eyes is sometimes what we all need. Because all of us, as we watch the Warriors, you can't just simply watch Golden State and assess Clay's play without you know, knowing what it is that he's contributed throughout the years and what he means to this dynastic run. But if you're going to be a relevant team going forward, that's the prism with which you have to look at this. You can only assess players with what it is that they're doing right now because you cannot have any sort of emotional connection to Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, or Steph Curry. They have to be assessed on what it is that they're doing right now. What is it that they mean to the team going forward in terms of wins and losses? If you have any sort of emotional attachment, well, no, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. We cannot do that to Clay. You'll get passed over. That's not the way professional sports work in 2023. And, and here's the thing for me also, Dan. If Clay Thompson scores 45 points tonight and makes 11 threes, I don't want him coming to the podium and standing on top of it figuratively and looking out at everybody in the in the in the media room saying, "See, y'all doubted me." Like, no, it, it, like it, it, it's it's like because nobody's questioning the fact that he's going to have great games. And again, if he has a game like that, which he's due for, it's going to bump the whole it's going to bump the whole average up to a point where you're like, "Yeah, you know what? Clay's numbers don't look that bad." Well, guess what? You might have won the game where he was spectacular, but you lost four games because he was terrible. <laughs> and so, like it, it in that instance, and well, and I think you know Clay specifically lived in that world last year, where his his good games were unbelievable, and 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 were the Clay of the past. The problem is. It's just not as consistent as it used to be. And and I'm telling you right now, there's still going to be eight or ten games this year where it's like, wow, that was vintage clay. And he, and, and he hit seven, eight, ten, twelve threes in a game. But again, the, if they're fewer and farther between and the games where he's five of 16 are, are automatic L's and the games where he's one of ten are automatic L's, then you can look at that and say he didn't have as great a season as the numbers would indicate he did. And that's just the, the reality. So I just, and look, I get it, Clay's frustrated, and he's trying, to, he's trying to keep it together, I think, this year, and be in a better headspace and not lash out or feel like he has to vent at, at people who maybe are, are, are being critical or, or, or questioning or don't respect the Hall of Fame caliber player that he's been throughout his career. Like, I, I understand where that frustration lies. But when he has that breakout game, which is coming, I don't want I don't want the standing on the table like, you know, bleep you, bleep you, bleep you, bleep you, you all doubted me. Because it ain't about the fact that you can do it here and there. It's can you do it the next – can you – can you have an 8 of 16 the night after you go 11 for 13? You know what I mean? Can you have a, can you have a 5 of 10 the night at, you know, for 20? 
points, you know, three point range. You have five of ten, you know, have a have a eight of, you know, thirteen kind of a game overall. The night after you go for forty five or fifty to help your team win. That's the question. It's not, you know, do you have eight to ten games where you look like it's twenty sixteen all over again? Yeah. Scott and Berkeley next here on ninety five seven the game. Hey Scott. Hey John. Hey Dan. How you doing? Yeah, doing well. Good. Um, getting back to something you said in the last in the last segment when you talked about the reality of a team not winning four series from the sixth spot. A lot of people don't remember this. The last team that won four series without home court advantage was ninety five Rockets. And of course, in that case, you're talking about a king. You're talking about the trade for Clyde Drexler. You're talking about Robert Ory. You're talking about Kenny Smith. You're talking about Sam Cassell. Just you know, and of course, on top of everything else, I and think defending champs, the, those guys that you mentioned, right. aside from yeah, Drexler, and, and they were defending champs. Now, the difficulty of this week, and I, the irony to me in this week was that Draymond got tossed on Sunday for pushing Donovan Mitchell, right? Yes. And then he gets tossed on Tuesday for basically putting Samoa Joe's Cohiba clutch on Gobert. Now, if you were gonna, now, if you were going to if you were going to talk about two former teammates that were that would have swung on each other, it would be Mitchell and Gobert. There's something about Rudy that irritates players in the league, and I, you know, and I, I mean, what Draymond did was inexcusable, but I, but I, as soon as I saw it was Gobert, it was kind of like there's a history there, not just with Draymond in particular, because I know Draymond made fun of him when. Uh, he when Gobert cried about not make literally cried about not making the uh, Western Conference All Stars. I guess what was it, six years ago, something like that. But I mean, Rudy has done some weird stuff. I mean, I always remember the night that the league shut down in 2020. Yeah, remember the press conference? Yeah, and I and that came that came into my mind too. But you know, I mean, the difficulty of watching this team is that. The ultimate philosophy of it is if you miss six in a row, you're going to take the seventh shot. And, you know, I mean, this is kind of what we're kind of living with, really, with both Clay and with Wiggins. So, it's, you know, you, it's, you know it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be an interesting and difficult ride. I don't know if it's over, and that's where I think that we're all kind of concerned with. But the story I go back to, is I never thought it was over with the Pistons when they did the walk-off at, after Game 4 against the Bulls. In but it was. <laughs> well, it was, but the, but the real tipper was two years later. Because early in that year, at practice, Isaiah Thomas and Bill Lane Beer got into it and got into it, and from what I remember of it, it was a full-board swinging match. That's the point, you, to me, I look for. So, you know, I mean, we're riding it out, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, look, and and thanks for the call, Scott. Good good phone call, as always. I mean, well, the Warriors, I mean, it wasn't Steph and Draymond. I mean, is is that that what... Scott's getting at Dan when 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 Steph and Draymond go at it, and Steph's like, "All right, bro, I'm done with you now." Like, is that is that the moment that it that it all ends? Well, is that kind of where Scott was going? He lost me a little bit there at the end, and it was over. By the way, when the Pistons walked off, it was over. They were they were never the same. And just one more thing with Rudy Gobert before we get to the next call. Don't forget, you know, we can go down. Get on Draymond for punching teammates in that timeout a year ago. Rudy took a swing at Kyle Anderson out there in Minnesota. So you know, Rudy's got some, he's got some warts on him. Well, and, and Scott's right. Players around the league don't like Gobert. No. It, it, Draymond in particular, like they've gone back and forth. You've got Gobert with the com, you know Colin uh, clown behavior after the game. Gobert called what Draymond did clown behavior. Basically said, which I, I thought was interesting. Said, hey, he doesn't want to play without Steph. <laughs> and you know the irony is that's a conversation we've had on this yeah. radio station. So it's not it's not like that's a crazy take no. to to bring up. It, you know, when you go back a couple of years you know, with. Games that Steph has missed, those tend to be the games. And, and I, I think in the last week it's been coincidental more than anything. But uh, you know, somebody on the Comcast Business text line had said, oh, it's seven of the last 11 games Steph has missed. Like Draymond's 
or seven of the last 11 Draymond incidents or when Steph's out or something like that. Uh, so it does tend to happen when Steph is out that Draymond loses his cool. Now, maybe that is the fact that Draymond feels like with Steph out, he has to be on one at a different level to help the competitive nature of the team win uh, you know, w- without him. I mean, I, again, I'm just throwing theories at the at the wall here, but that's something we have to. I, I do think there's been times where Draymond hasn't maybe wanted to play when Steph's been out, or been more apt to be like, "I'll bleep it." All right, I'll go tonight. I don't feel like that's what was going on the other night at all, though. No, he got that was heat of the moment, and I'm with you. I I agree that that maybe there's some legitimacy to that theory, but not the other night. The other night was somebody's got Clay Thompson around the neck. I don't think he was. You know, processing, well, Steph's not here. I should go grab Rudy Gobert. Now, that was just pure reactionary. I think that was all, you know, that was the emotion that defines Draymond Green, good or bad. Uh, 888-957-9570 from Scott in Berkeley. We go to Will in Berkeley next year on Warriors This Week. Hey, Will. Yo, fellas, what's going on? I just finished my Thanksgiving shopping. Awesome. You guys. What's your what's your um, no, will? Funny. Give me your favorite like side like like off off book side dish, right? That's not mashed potatoes. That's not stuffing. Like, give me give me your give me your go to like something that you you do that's maybe a little different. Wow, uh, I do like a mash of like uh, let's see, Brussels sprouts, okay. parsnips. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a, a vegetable mask, you know, because we're eating unhealthy stuff, so I'm trying to make a healthy side dish. I like it. Okay, I like it. Now the Brussels sprouts <laughs> is a good call. I, I, I'm good with the Brussels sprouts. Yeah. I'm also, I like a little mac and cheese, too, with the, like, like this kind of, I know for a lot of people that is traditional, but, like, in the last few years, yeah. I've kind of gotten into the mac and cheese with the, but the Brussels sprouts is a good call. I like that. I'm willing to bet that the word parsnips has not been used frequently on 95.7 The Game. That might be a first time. <laughs> no, parsnips no doubt. Out. Parsnips word comes out during, during the holidays. Parsnips is a big, big word. So, Yeah, no. Uh, Will, I, I didn't mean to derail you, but I was, uh, you were making me hungry when you said that, so I kind of wanted to picture the I wanted to picture the dinner table there for a second. <laughs> no, it's so, good, good. I'm getting ready, for that, getting ready for that food, you know. But yeah, no, absolutely. You know, but go, go ahead, man. What do you got on the Warriors? You know, I've been playing basketball for a long time, and, you know, I, I think about it like as these guys are getting older and they're getting older on the court, and they have a lot of just orneriness about it to them right now because I think the age is catching up to their bodies, and, you know, I think they're sort of looking at the league and they're saying, oh, man, all these young guys are coming up. And, I mean, look at OKC. OKC is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the next couple of years. And so I think that it's important for them to kind of ride that, ride that out, you know, because I, I like looking at Steph. I like the fact that he leaves it all on the court. He's been playing his ultimate best, you know, trying to like just focus on the game. I think for some reason, Clay can't focus on the game. He's focusing on other things. I don't know what those other things are, but he's, he doesn't have a shot right now. I mean, to shoot, well, what was he like five? He shot five points. The other day? Yeah, it was one of ten the other night after a couple of five of 16s, and then he had the ejection mixed in there. So not, not a good homestand. Five of 16, five of 16, ejection in the first two minutes, one for ten. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's something emotional going on with him. And I think, you know, who knows what Wiggins is thinking about, but I think overall, you know, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, they got to come to Jesus moment. They got to figure out what is going on that we cannot function, you know, throughout the, the steady course of the game. I don't know if it's averages. They're like, okay, we can lose about 10 or ten or 15, and then we'll come out, you know, at the end, you know, still in the playoffs. But I, I don't know. It's something going on with these guys. they got to really figure it out. Yeah, no, I appreciate the call. I think it's a great point, Dan, about – and thanks, Will. OKC in Minnesota. I think Sacramento's in that boat. Uh, clearly, although the Warriors, for whatever reason, have been able to keep the upper hand on Sacramento, beating them in the playoff series. They beat them a couple times here uh, to begin the season. 
Uh, you know, the Kings are hot now. They've won, I think, five in a row to coincide with the Warriors losing five in a row uh, after they had gotten off to, to opposite starts. But I think there are these young teams. Minnesota's won, OKC, like I mentioned, Sacramento, and and I think they're coming. You know, Anthony Edwards has talked all kinds of, of stuff about how he wants to beat the Warriors more, more than anything. You know, you mentioned the Thunder you know, really of you know, with their their drive and kick, open offense, small ball, bunch of wing players and, and Chet Holmgren, uh, you know, how they've you know, tried to do their version, uh, although more drive and kick of what the Warriors have done offensively and they're putting up some big time numbers and you know, I do think that's you know, part of it is you know, the Warriors have been at the top of the mountain and they've been looking down at everybody else and and now I do think they are starting to look at, at some of these other teams and they're like, damn, like night in, night out this stuff's hard compared to what it used to be because there are all these young guys that are now in positions of trying to get where they got to a decade ago. Yeah, and you wonder if that leads to some of the physical frustration that they can see or they know that the ending is imminent. They'll never admit it publicly, but knowing that maybe this ride is sort of coming to an end, not there yet, so does that sort of play into sort of the erratic behavior by that of a Clay Thompson and sort of the physical outburst by one of, you know, Draymond Green. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson and Dan Devone here. It's Warriors this week on a Saturday and 95.7 The Game as we are with you each and every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. until noon here as uh, the Warriors and the Thunder are going to go again tonight here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors looking for a home win for crying out loud. 1-5 and five, completely negating the Warriors 5-2 and two start uh, on the road. Mr. D in San Francisco next here. What's going on, Mr. D? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on, guys? Hey, hey. Doing hey. well. So, I want to talk, talk about uh, Draymond you know, I'm not defending what he did, although it's an unwritten rule that if you go try to break a fight up, you go for your guy, you don't go for my guy. But uh, even outside of that, um, you know, Draymond, he does stuff, but it's like everything he does, they dig up all the old stuff that he did. It's not like he didn't get penalized for it. He got fined. He got suspended. So why are we digging that stuff back up? I think that's a little bit unfair. And a, and a five-game suspension, to me, in my opinion, was too much because it was based on some stuff that he did before, and it shouldn't have been. He was penalized for that. I, I don't disagree with you, and I get the unwritten rule part of Gobert's going after Clay, and so Draymond's trying to get you know, Gobert off of Clay at that point. Uh, and, and you're right. I mean, he's ejected from that game in that moment. He gets fined, and look, Draymond was going to get suspended. I thought it was going to be a two or a three game suspension, but again, it, it it was the to me what took it to another level. Dan was the it was the it was the screenshot, it was the freeze frame of Draymond with the headlock on Gobert, and he's pulling him back. I mean, it, I mean, it looks like he's choking him out. And again, I I know that in real time, that's not what was going on necessarily, but. It's the image, and Draymond's kind of snarling like like he's ready to take Gobert out, <laughs> like period. And so, uh, you know, I think that's the, the – and Steve Kerr spoke to this in his pregame press conference the other day. It's, it's, it's just a bad look, and it's the look that Adam Silver doesn't want. So I think that in and of itself was going to get him probably a two, two to three-game suspension. And then I think he got another two or three games based on the past incidents. And we can debate whether it's fair or not. And I hear where Mr. D is coming from as far as it maybe not being fair. But whether it's fair or not, that's Draymond's reality now. And it's the Warriors' reality for having Draymond Green on their roster, uh, even, if, even if you don't think it's right. Yeah, I don't think Dumars and I don't think Silver can ignore the priors and play to, played a role in the five-game suspension. I... It was the length of how long he had him around the neck. You're right. I think somebody counted out like nine seconds. I don't know if he lets him go after like four or five, if it's a different outcome. But well, I think if he grabs him around the shoulders, it's yeah. a different outcome. And then I really do. 
I, and I've got, I'd like to get everybody's sort of response on this because I know I'm probably alone in this. And I know, yes, it's a bad look for the NBA. And Adam Silver is like, I got to eradicate that. But, but is it? Because that was, again, that was one of those playing games. Now, nobody got hurt, thankfully. Nobody went out with an injury. There were no serious punches thrown and or landed. And really, at the end of the day, maybe Adam Silver and the powers that be at the NBA out there in their New York offices, there might be a wry smile like, you know what, man? Everybody's getting you know excited about because that was one of those playing uh, a tournament game for the in-season tournament, and people are taking this serious. And although, you know what they say, you know, all attention is good attention. And now it, it wasn't, you know, it, it, it wasn't as ugly as some, you know, incidents can be in the NBA going back to the, to the brawl in Detroit. I mean, it was, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm saying if you were to look at this from sort of a financial and they're doing this to, to, to create some level of excitement and going up against the NFL and college football, and I think they accomplished that with what took place the other night with Draymond. Well, I, I think it's good, to be honest, and people don't like when I say this, I think, I think having some bad blood is good for the league. I think, no I think doubt. Gobert and Draymond no not liking each other is good for the league. I think Anthony Edwards running his mouth on the Warriors is good for the league. Like I think all of that's actually good. Rivalries are good. Players not liking each other is good. It's just a matter of how do you toe that line. All right, uh, 888-957-9570. We will get to uh, who we have left on the board here when we come back, and then we're also going to re-rack uh, the Steve Kerr interview with Willard and Dibbs from yesterday. That's all straight ahead here. Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.